And it taught me that, you know, there's talent everywhere, right? There's talented people everywhere. So you got to work your ass off if you really want to achieve something. Mm -hmm. It's not just about talent because there's a person that's next to you that's even more talented, but you got to have the diligence. And that's what he told me. The director said, it's your diligence that got you this job. We are here at Halo Talks, New York City, our first event. I have the pleasure of sitting down with my business partner for three years, yes. Andrea Rogers from Extend Holdings, Inc., Boca <laughs> Raton. Andrea, welcome yes. to New York City. Thank you for having me, Pete. And uh, I just want our listeners to understand your background, how you took... Uh, your dance career turned it into a fitness career, which turned it into a franchise, which is now worldwide. <laughs> right. And let's just do that in about 15 minutes. <laughs> where shall we start? Let's start where you grew up and how you got into dance and how that passion kind of led you to where we are today, which okay. is in my office, which is perfect. Which is perfect. I grew up in a small town called Romeo, Michigan. And uh, from there, I, after graduation, I couldn't wait to get out of Romeo, Michigan and move to South Florida. Uh, I, after college and after graduation, I started to really focus on where my passion lies. I took a job in advertising, couldn't sit behind a desk, having grown up dancing my entire life. And after about three or four months of living in South Florida, I decided to focus on Pilates. So just, just for our listeners, when you say focus on dance, like tell us you doing professional dance, you're yes. on a... Yes, uh, yes. A boat, maybe work for a <laughs> uh, Fortune 10 brand? Or possibly. Possibly. Do you right. not want to go there? Do, no, no, do you want absolutely. to stay with so, it's No, I started, that's true. I kind of skipped the whole adolescence. It's so okay. I grew We're not going to edit this, so just stick with it. Awesome. Go, just okay. go straight into it. So at 12 years old, I started teaching dance. Wow. I started dancing when I was three, started teaching dance and choreographing when I was 12. Uh, most of my high school years were spent uh, dancing six, seven days a week and working as a dance instructor. Wow. Wow. And then from there, um, went to college to get that degree that we all need. And about a year in, I was uh, presented with an opportunity to audition for this little company called Disney. Oh, that's the one I thought yes. of. And my parents are so awesome. I will never forget this, Pete. I found out the audition was in Toronto. I was living in you know Southeast Michigan at the time. And I found it at 5 p.m. And the audition was the next morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. Did you have a passport? Yeah. We don't oh, need okay. a passport for Canada. Oh, really? No. Not okay. at that time you didn't. I think you do now. No, you don't now. <laughs> no, I think you do now. You didn't then. So, um... Got it. Hold, yeah, now, held you up, now you get held up at the border <laughs> and questioned. No longer. Uh, okay. No, we did not back then. So, wow. uh, my dad Things said, absolutely. And That's he awesome. came home and drove me. Got a wow. hotel that night. Was at the audition the next morning. How did you find if, out about it? I don't know. It, was it, in, it wasn't the internet, right? It was before internet? It was, well, listen, I'm not that old. Okay. No, I'm not saying before old. maybe you had your own Quite, AOL No, I must dialogue. have found it online. Yeah, okay. Maybe yeah. it was. Then. I was 18, 17. Yeah, my bad. Somewhere around there. Probably um, the inception of the internet. So I found it online and um, did the audition and then was, you know, at the very end, but I didn't hear if I got the, got the job yet. And I'll never forget this lesson, life lesson right That's here. what we're looking for life here on Halo right Talks. It was between myself and another person. Wow. And the casting director called me and said, I need to see if you can perform on point, which is on point shoes and ballet. And I said, yeah. No, I hadn't, I hadn't done point in a while. And I was like, yes, I'm so good at it. That Yes, that's my, absolutely. He said, all right, get me a video within the next few days. So, of course, I went right there that day, went to the studio. My dad, again, amazing dad, 
dropped everything at work, came and filmed me. We FedExed it that day, and he had it the next morning on his desk. And he called me, and he said, Andrea, you got the job. Wow, congratulations. And it taught me that, you know, there's talent everywhere. Right? There's talented people everywhere, so you got to work your ass off if you really want to achieve something. Mm-hmm. It's not just about talent because there's a person that's next to you that's even more talented, but you got to have the diligence. And that's what he told me. The director said, it's your diligence that got you this job. And my talent, of course, too. But <laughs> so that was a life lesson. So after, di- so listen, this is the cool part. I got to take a year off college, went back to college and finished those two years in one year, an accelerated program. And then after graduating, decided that I'll try my, you know, chance at a real like you know that desk job thing and uh I didn't like it you know the creativity just needed to come out I couldn't sit behind a chair so from there I um it was actually my husband that suggested I go into Pilates he's like why don't you thank just, you well, Andrew thank you Andrew he said why don't you do that you know polite taste thing that you do you know all the time I said Pilates yeah, and I had a love for the movement. And so, you, so you had not been a Pilates I was a Pilates enthusiast and, enthusiast and practitioner, but, but I wasn't an instructor. Gotcha, okay. So uh, fortunately, I took a year off and, and studied and went through a classical repertoire and loved the technique, loved the method, fell in love with how intellectual the, the fitness program was and how much it, it um, really spoke to me from a dancer's perspective and, and the movement and body. So I started teaching and within about three or four years, I started to itch a little bit. I wanted to choreograph um, and I really wanted to step outside of the box that Pilates often puts you in. And that's when I started experimenting with adding dance um, and adding dance elements into my private Pilates sessions. And that's how it started. I would just dabble with some of these little moves and take a private session. And afterwards, the clients would come in the next time and say, Andrea, do some more of that ballet stuff you did with me do some more of that dance stuff that you did with me they really felt it and they were connecting to it more and so so what was the time frame that you were kind of testing out from, from how many years I guess is the, probably is the, about a year or so I started dabbling with that and then I approached the owner of the studio and I said I've got an idea I've taken bar programs before but nothing that I really felt was true to what I wanted to design and I said I've got an idea I want to put a class on the schedule what do you think and she said sure go for it and then within a couple of weeks, it was waitlisted, and that the rest is kind of history from there. That's great. So one one of the things I want our listeners to understand is that, you know, putting together a workout program and saying, okay, I'm going to create this boot camp, or I'm going to go right. and create a Pilates, you know, repertoire. Um, a lot of this came from your personal experience, your personal frustrations, and trying to make something better as you as an expert. But based exactly. on, you know, the the, the DNA of of Extendbar is is basically almost like the DNA of like your thought process, how you mm-hmm. felt, your energy, your feelings. So it was selfish. I wanted to create a workout that worked for me. Right. I wanted a workout that was enjoyable, that was fun, that that really spoke to the movements that created the body and the physique that I was looking to get. And then during while you were doing that, you obviously were experimenting. You had other people, you had Lori and you had yes. other people at the studio that yes. were, you know, saying, Hey, why don't you try this or add some things in there? How do you think about when you think about the ownership of like the program, but also allowing other people to help infuse ideas into that? How how are you as a founder of a company to say, I'm going to listen to all these. I'm going to test these out. You can surround yourself with good talent and you surround yourself with good people. Right, Pete? Yep. Sure. And if you trust in their talent and their instincts, uh, it just it's a great vibe. I mean, I couldn't have built this without Lori, without a lot of the other individuals. that have been with me for years. So obviously everything in the fitness industry is based on a feeling. You and I have talked about this with Elizabeth Taylor. It's all Lori, about the everybody, feeling. Everybody, all about the feeling that you get. 
and the results that people see. Exactly. So just to take our listeners back and say, okay, Extendbar started basically was you, you tinkering with and being frustrated with a, a methodology that you wanted to expand on, right, make more right. exciting. When did you get to a point where someone said, hey, look, Andrea, I need to do this in another city. How do I do that? How do I get trained? How do I take it to a, can you sell it to me? What Absolutely. do I get? Absolutely, right. Well, Kim Nunez was a client of mine who had been doing Extendbar with me in Boca Raton, Florida for about a year and a half. And she moved, she was moving back to New Orleans, her home state. And she said, I cannot live without this. And I believe in this workout so much that I want to open a studio and bring this to the community. Um, and that's really how Extend started. It started as a licensed program. And then after that, you took it and franchised it. And, and tell us about Rocky yeah. and you're, you're in Australia. How did all that Yeah, transpire? it's interesting because, you know, oftentimes people will say, you know, well, what was your goal to create a business like this and expand it worldwide? And that's not how it happened. It happened very organically. It happened through passion and partnering with people who were passionate about the workout. And that's how it naturally grew. So franchising, I had never said, oh, I'm going to, I cannot wait to become a franchisor. I cannot wait to take this method and bring it worldwide all over the world. That was not my intention. My intention was to create the best damn bar workout that it ever, anyone's ever seen. And I knew if I created something of value that it would naturally grow to where I didn't know. I didn't have a clue to where it would grow to, um, but I just knew that it had to always come down to the programming. The programming always had to be number one. Yeah, I think, um, and, and obviously we've had a lot of people come down to extend and have said, you know, this is the best program and some of the leads right. that we see from the internet on new yes. franchise, it's all about, I took the program, it works, I love it, I'm addicted to it. And, like and that's I've the best, best, best part of business. You know, we were, we were talking to the other women at, at Higher Dose before, and um, what's interesting is similar to when we sat down and first started talking about things. Yeah, we put some numbers on paper, right. but it was never really about like, okay, we're going to sell 20 franchises this year, no. and 40 and 60 and 80 and 100. It's like, let's see how this grows, and I'm probably the one that's saying like, look, if we sell them, we sell them, we find good people, we do. If we don't, like, let's not take that risk. So from a standpoint of, you know, a, a young woman and you're down in Florida and you got a couple of kids and... You know, you started kids, yep. this, this, this business and, um, uh, you know, how do you think about the, the ability to do everything that you want to do? <laughs> the word balance. Piece. Balance. How balance. do you balance your life? On point. Oh, it's so funny. Some days I think that that's attainable, right? And some days I think it's just a load up. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, some days I feel like, yes, I've got it. I feel good. My kids are great. Husband's great. House is great. Business is great. And some days I go, oh my God, what I get myself into. And I think that's just natural. And anyone that is says otherwise, I'd love to talk with you. Come and tell me how you do it. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, um, you know, in businesses that we see, you kind of like uh, compare yourself to somebody else's highlight reel. Smoke and mirrors. You know, and like, it's like, <laughs> wow, wow, those guys are killing it. And then you read their FDD and you're like, well, actually they're not. Right, right. Uh, or you learn something about them or you talk to other people in the business that are, you know, sharing the same concerns and frustrations. <clears throat> but that's what's so great about it is you have those, just like anything, it's just like motherhood. You have those highs and you have those lows. You have those days that you think you are killing it. And then you have those days that you go, wait, was that the right thing to do? And am I, am I making the right decision? So um, I think that's just a natural part of life. And every day, it's a discovery. Yeah. So recently, I started to take a calendar. And I'd, at the end of each day, I'd put a W or an yes, L. Yes, I love that you do that. And it's just like, did I win today or did I lose today? Yes. It might, I'm going to start doing that. It's not formulaic. It's like, okay, I feel good at the end of the day. Right. Or like too much bad stuff happened today. Right. So that's an L. And at the end of it, it's a, I've, I did it for like a year. And, and you're typically between like 20 and 10. Or like 22 okay, and good. 8. Good ratio. So... 
because of that, if, if I was a professional team and I was 22 and eight every month, hey. I'd be a playoff team every year. Absolutely. So you got to be a playoff person. It's so true. that's what it came down to. Ah, Pete, I love it. So there we at. There we at. I love it. So, um, so, hey, what do you think of the future of fitness? And, you know, obviously there's a lot of competitors, but there's a lot of competitors putting together an FDD and throwing a studio together and throwing some bikes in there and reformers and yeah. saying, I'm the next flywheel. Right. I'm the next soul side. I'm the next extend. And it's like... Everything we just talked about, like you can't just like put that into a Word document and send it out and have a company. It's back to that feeling. It's back, back to, to that the feeling. feeling. And again, I think it all goes back to the programming. I think you have to really focus on your roots and your foundation and, and make sure that your team and everyone around you um, has, has that same uh, mindset as they move forward with everything that they do in the business. It comes back to those rocks. So we've had the benefit of having Andrea in New York. We want her in New York much more frequently now. We're opening up a studio yes. in Tribeca, Tribeca that will be open in soon. 30 days. So Andrea will be the celebrity trainer, <laughs> programmer, brand ambassador in Can't Manhattan. Wait. It's going to uh, be great. So uh, we're excited that we're invested with Andrea. Um, obviously, we're, we're looking for franchisees, but only ones that have the feeling. Right. Absolutely. So thanks I for believe. coming on today, and we appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Pete.